Good morning. Hey, good morning, Isaac. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Great. Good morning, everybody else. Welcome to Take the Word for It, uh, show with Pastors Pat and Isaac, uh, Pat Lynn and Isaac Johnson, and uh, we're excited to be here with you today. Isaac, today uh, we are going to talk about a <clears throat> pretty cool cool conversational piece, I think, uh, and something that certainly affects us all, and that is the question of why we lie. <clears throat> um, Isaac... I don't know about you. I, you know, as a child, had a pretty significant, um, I don't know what you would call it, um, habit. I guess I'll just call it a habit uh, of not telling the truth and um, definitely had some some blunders in my life where lying got me into trouble. But um, just thought I would ask you just for a moment, is there, you know, if we're going to talk about lying and why people lie, is there anything from your childhood that, you know, you maybe fibbed on and, and got in trouble for it or, you know, maybe it's something that you want to reveal on our show and, you know, you thought you were taking to the grave or just something that's <laughs> worth a good laugh. When's the time you lied and got caught, you know, or it hurt? What, what What's something that happened with that? Most of my lying revolved around food. Um, I, in, I've been a, a foodie all my life, and we grew up kind of poor, so you couldn't just take food um, without asking. And so that was my problem is I would take cookies or something that when anytime we had something extra. And then, of course, you always get caught. And the consequence was then you would lose food. So I would lose, you know, go to bed without dinner or a snack or something. So it was funny that the very thing that I tried to get would be the thing that was taken from me uh, every time. So that seemed to be a theme, and I don't know that I ever really got better at it. I I, I got better at stealing, but I didn't get better at um, (laughs) recognizing that it never really paid off. So... Okay. Are there any lies that you're currently living that you want to confess on our show before we right, talk yeah. about? No? <laughs> no, none that I would feel comfortable if my parents were watching, but um, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, let me tell you, as a kid, I think the lie that I regretted the most was that uh, I went to school and my friend got brand new glasses. And I don't remember what grade I was in when this happened, but um, I, I felt like I was missing out because I didn't have uh, uh, brand new glasses. And um, <clears throat> I know that's kind of a weird thing to feel like you're missing out on. And to be honest, I had to accept I didn't have my whole life. Um, so I told my parents that I had some blurs and was having a problem seeing, and I think I was probably – you know, a second or a third grader. And um, I held on to that lie far enough that my parents actually took me and got me glasses at an eye doctor. Um, and wow. yeah, it was pretty significant. And then I think my punishment suited uh, the fact that I actually had to wear the glasses for a long time and I absolutely hated them. <laughs> um, I hated the feeling from my nose. I hated putting them on. I hated everything about it. Um, and then, you know, I, I didn't actually need them anyway. So, uh, it was, it was, uh, pretty bad, but I, I have to confess that I, I also haven't completely stopped lying. I have a couple of, uh, favorite lies that I like to tell, um, as since we're just, you know, want to be honest on this show. And one of them is that 
my driver's license has had the same weight on it for like 15 years. And um, that's <laughs> definitely not true. And the other one is, I did this this weekend. Um, uh, if you don't know, I am a uh, quadriplegic. I, I can, I'm a walking quadriplegic, so it's an interesting thing. I, I, I broke my, my neck uh, 13 years ago. And I, I can walk with crutches at this point in time. But when I meet new people, um, one of my favorite things to tell them, <clears throat> this is horrible. This is, this is really horrible. I broke my neck diving in the river. But, but uh, this weekend, my wife and I were at her kid's soccer game. And, and I used it this weekend. I had a conversation that a, a soccer mom started with me. And my wife's on the field coaching the kids, and the soccer mom asked me, you know, um, you know, about how my wife and I met, and I use this one frequently. I said, well, she hit me with a car about 13 years ago, and that's how. I was <laughs> a look on the lady's face, like it just went from a smile to like blank, you know, and then she begins to process that and says, well, that's that's a, a lot to deal with and you you how you you guys are married you know now and i said i'm just playing i drove into a river <laughs> you know but, <laughs> but, uh you know those those things you know I, certainly people do things like that to joke every once in a while but actually lying you know and, and carrying out a lie has horrible consequences um and and you see that throughout the bible there's a couple scriptures that i i pulled out on this topic for today but and it, and it's interesting the proverbs you know are a ton about what the the difference between what a righteous person does and and what an evil person does but proverbs 13:5 says the righteous hate what is false but the wicked make themselves a stench and bring shame on themselves like lying and, and doing things that are considered wicked actually have has consequences. People can see it, you know, and, and, and it says they hate what's false. So the implication is there is that doing wicked things or or lying, you know, is, is living in falsehood. And so living in falsehood has big consequences. Colossians right. 3, 5, 5 through 9 uh there's this whole list in here that Paul writes on in Colossians of things that we should put to death. But it's interesting, you'll notice at the end of this passage, lying stands out by itself. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Uh, this being the fact that he had been talking about how we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And so the old way is dead. So then he has this list, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed which is adultery. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And then do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. In other words, be a person of truth. Don't lie, right? So... (laughs) If you read through scripture, uh, just just a few spots in the Old Testament where, and, and certainly one in the New Testament that I'll bring up here in a moment, lying has had huge consequences throughout history and, and in the faith um, big time. And I think there's a reason it appears so much in the Bible, because God really wants us to see 
hey, this has horrible consequences. Just be someone who's honest, even if it hurts, even if it's going to hurt you. Be honest, uh, because being honest is less of a consequence than carrying on a lie. I don't know if you ever told a lie that, you know, you had to keep adding to it or keep remembering how you told it uh, because, um, so people are asking you about it. And so you just kept telling it and you had to remember how you told it exactly because you're going to get caught and it creates all kinds of stress. And then in the end of it, you're like, why did I do it anyway? Right. Mm-hmm. So Adam and Eve start off, right. Lying to God about the situation with the devil in the garden that has consequences for them. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, interestingly enough, if you read their life stories in Genesis, they all tell the same lie uh, or, or mm-hmm. similar to it about their uh, their wife and, and the relation, and then that has consequences for them going through it, so their life patterns are hurt. And then you go to the New Testament, and uh, Ananias and Sapphira uh, lie you know, to the church as people are coming and selling their properties. Uh, and giving the money to the church as the church is growing. They go and sell their property, and they only bring a portion. And when they're confronted about it, they lie, and it costs them their lives. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, and it's interesting there because Peter actually says, you're not lying to me, you're lying to the Holy Spirit, right? And and, right. and, and this grievance against God. Um, and so lying, you know, it, 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 it has huge consequences. It's it's certainly detrimental. So a few questions on it for you. If we know the lying is detrimental to ourselves and our relationships, Isaac, why do we do it? Well, you know, I think there's there's kind of three reasons that we do it. And one is, is the first obvious one that we learn at a young age is we lie to protect ourselves, uh, to try to get away with something. Um, you don't have to teach your child to do this. They just immediately... Um, know that they don't like to be in trouble. And so, uh, so, so the primary guttural reason is we lie to, to, to get away with something. We also lie because we're embarrassed. Um, so, you know, kids are, are learn a shame early on and they're like, you know, you know, did you, you know, maybe when they're potty training, you know, you'll ask them the question, well, did you go in your pants? No, even though everybody can smell it, um, sure. you know, because <laughs> we're embarrassed. And we still do that as adults where it's like I, I, I catch myself doing that. It's like I don't want to be honest because I'm embarrassed to be honest. I'm embarrassed about what the truth is. And, and then the last reason is the one we don't think about a lot of times is we will lie um, – often because we don't want to hurt someone else's feelings, you know, and that's the one where we get trapped a lot. Somebody will say, well, what did you think of my performance? What do you think about this outfit? And if we're honest, we're afraid we're going to hurt their feelings. This is one that comes up in marriage a lot. And, and so that's a real struggle to go like, it's a sincere problem. I, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings. So I'm going to choose to be dishonest even though eventually you're probably going to find out the truth and then you're going to be even hurt even more. So those are kind of the three main reasons that we do lie. Because one of the things I do on my side time is go and speak at schools. Uh, I share my story. And um, one of the things that I always tell kids is that we can't lie about who we are or what we've done, right? It, it, God sees it. He sees it. You know, you referenced the kid in a stinky diaper right there. Uh, Adam and Eve trying to cover up their naked bodies. Not like, you know, okay, God's not going to see that you're naked really when he's in the garden uh, or mm-hmm. that you, you 
you know, clothing on. Uh, but I had an example of this that I share uh, frequently that happened a few months ago. I have two little girls. Uh, one's about to be five and the other one's about to be three. And they love playing dress up with mom and getting into mom's makeup and her jewelry. And, you know, we don't let them put makeup on unless they're doing it with mom just for dress up for fun. But I was sitting in the living room with my son a few weeks ago and the girls were in the bathroom and I could tell that they were in there playing around. So I called them out in the living room and they came out one at a time and it was the younger one first. And I think when you get older, you learn to send out the younger one. Did you ever do that? <laughs> yes. Send out the younger one. Oh, you did was wrong. You know? And, um, and so the younger one came out and she had makeup all over her face and she looked at me and I said, um, Emma, did you get into mommy's makeup? And she said, no, man, you know, it's all said, <laughs> uh, really? And she said, nope, dad didn't get into mommy's makeup. And I said, okay. And I called her older sister out and her older sister walked out and I said, did you get into mommy's makeup? She goes, nope, nope. We were just playing in the bathroom and I'm looking at their faces, you know, and they're covered with makeup and it's just completely obvious. And they're, they're, they're trying, they're, they're lying to me to protect themselves. Uh, but, um, we, look just as silly when we lie to God about what's going on in our lives because he can see it, right? He's, he's all knowing mm-hmm. he's, he, he, it doesn't, doesn't matter how you try to cover it up. The, the stench of what you've done or the, you know, results, the makeup still on your face is there for him to see. Um, you know, Cain kills Abel and God goes and, and, and asks him, you know, where's your brother Abel? He says, I don't know. I'm, I'm a brother's keeper. And, and God looks at him and says, Hey, the fields are crying out because of what you've done. Like, mm-hmm. like you cannot hide what you've done. And so, um, unfortunately, I think when we lie as adults, the consequences, and it's not, I think the consequence when you lie as an adult, what's happened as an adult are far worse than they are as a kid. It's, it's just one of those lessons that if you don't learn as a kid to be an honest person, you carry that into adulthood, the consequences get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so let me ask you about that for just a second. What are some of the psychological effects of lying? How does that actually affect us? Well, there's a few. Um, the first one, it, it really just kills our confidence. You know, if you can't be honest about things, then you're going to find yourself just really being uh, second-guessing yourself. You're going to have a hard time just feeling confident in any situation. Because when we know something is true, we just know that we know we know in our faith or our, our relationships, we just we can stand on that. And that just feels good. So if we're, if we're lying, we, it kills our confidence. It also increases our anxiety. You know, uh, like you said, now I've got to create another lie to protect the lie. And I've got to maintain the lie. And now I'm going to be looking over my shoulder all the time because, you know, if you hide something from your spouse, now you're wondering if every time that they even come up with some innocent question, you're thinking in the back of your mind, do they know? You know, so you're constantly anxious. And then because of that, now it increases our mistrust in people. You know, now we didn't have that, but, but now our own lies are now making us trust, mistrust other people because our natural thought is, well, why wouldn't they lie to us? I'm lying to them, you know, so, so they might do the same thing back to us. That's like when somebody's, you know, having a, an, an affair, they tend to be more mistrustful now of their spouse, even though they're the one having the affair, 
they're gonna they're now worried that their spouse would do the same thing because now they know we could be capable of the same stuff. Um, so which makes us more guarded, and and then I think we'd be just. The, the long-term view is we just become way more feelings-based instead of facts-based. We start making decisions uh, in our life based on our feelings, and I think that really gets us in trouble where you see situational ethics and, and the world we live in now. It's like, well, it's good for you. It's not good for me. That all stems from lying because when you're not basing things on truth, anything goes. And so, sure. um, so when you look at it, there are some really long-term, like you said, as we get older, a lot of the lies we told as a child, we'll still tell as an adult, but you're right. The consequences get more severe as we get older. Uh, so if, if lying's an issue for us, you know, and, and it's something that we, um, you know, it's habitual, uh, what are some practical steps? What are some ways that we can um, deal with that to be better at, at just being honest? How do you, How do you deal with that? Well, the first thing you got to remind yourself is that lying is a habit. You you didn't just do it; you learned how to do it by you know. And usually, if you got caught very early as a child lying, you tend to to get better at telling the truth because you don't like being punished so much. Um, but a lot of us didn't get caught or didn't get really punished enough in some way. And so we developed a habit of lying because something becomes a habit because it kind of works. And so the cool thing is, is if it was a habit and and you have that habit, you've got to treat it like a habit. And so you start practicing honesty. It's not, not worrying so much about not lying as just practicing being honest in little things, silly little things, you know, like, Oh, you know, just let you know, um, I spent $3.53 instead of just rounding down or rounding up. You just get practice at, so when I work with people who have a problem with lying, I said, you've got to just start practicing being honest. And, and like with yourself, when, when you keep a journal, you can do this where you're, no one else is reading it, but you're just really honest about your feelings to yourself and to God. When you pray, um, praying and just saying, God, this is what I did, and be very specific about what you did. So give details to practice wow. being honest. Um, wow. So, And then the other part you want to remember is, is just seeing lying as too, you know, when you're honest, I tell people this all the time, nobody likes to hear the truth necessarily if it's negative, but we work through the truth faster. So if I lie to my wife about something and then she finds out about it later on, she's, she has to deal with the truth, but she also has to deal with the fact that I lied to her and she still has to deal with the fact that she's, she doesn't like the, the truth. If I'm honest with her from the beginning, she still doesn't like, say, I, I said to her, yeah, I spent too much money, you know, and we agreed to this, and I, I went and bought it behind your back. But I tell her up front, she doesn't find out by looking at the checking account. She's still not going to like it, but she's going to work through it faster if I was originally honest. So I think that has helped me a lot to, to so like, if people – ask me something, I try to just be honest about it, even though it's uncomfortable in the moment, they will work through it faster if they believe that I'm telling the truth. But if they believe I'm telling a lie, they're going to keep 
kind of being the investigator, keep trying. And then if they find out that I was lying to them, it's harder for them to work through that. It takes longer to work through a lie than it does truth. Sure. And that, that mistrust that you're building when you lie and someone comes back and finds out that you've been lying about it, I, I'm, that has to have consequences in terms of uh, the trust that you have in your marriage or in your relationship going forward long term, you know, then then you're not able to come to someone and tell them something, you know, and, and in this case, we're talking about your spouse, you're not able to mm-hmm. say, hey, this, this is what I did moving forward without your spouse thinking, well, I don't know if I can believe you on that or not, you know, and, and, and already having doubt in their mind of whether or not you're being honest moving forward. Um, so in short term, it feels like you are, you know, maybe doing something that's going to cause less pain, but long term, you're causing far more pain because once your lie is discovered and the fact that that is a maybe a habitual thing for you, uh, all kinds of mistrust issues can be, you know, playing into that for sure. Um, let me ask you this. And on, on the other side of that, um, what if, you know, I feel like, and maybe confrontation is something I'm not good at, or I don't like, you know, it turns into explosion. You spent most of your career as a, uh, marriage and family therapist. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you've counseled people. How do you confront your spouse or someone who's important to you? If you believe that they are habitually lying, what's the way that you can, you know, maybe set that confrontation up for success um, and, and and not have it be, you know, something horrible. We hate it when we get in fights that are just explosive and nasty. Is is there a way to confront someone and not have that be a nasty thing? Um, you can't completely predict the outcomes or control the outcome, but one of the ways that can be helpful is if you believe that your spouse is being deceitful with you, you know, being dishonest is, you know, just being direct and just saying, you know, here's what it seems like, here's what the evidence seems to show. Um, but, but I think where it helps is, is don't point the finger accusatory and say, I know you're doing it, but say it more from the perspective of this is just what the evidence seems to show. This is what it, what I can sense. I just feel like some, like you're not telling me the whole truth. And, and then the beautiful thing about being a Christian and being, you know, married to a believer is you can say to them, and, and all I'm going to tell you is I'm, I'm just going to be praying for you that God convicts you or tells me to drop it. So I've told you how I feel. I've, I've kind of told you what I'm thinking, what I'm sensing, and what I feel is, is going on, and then I'm just going to be praying for you. And the reason I know this works is because my mom used to do it to me um, as a teenager. <laughs> and nothing's more convicting than to say, I know you'd, you'd hear, you know, I, I really feel like you're not being honest with me, but when you're ready, I know you're going to come and talk to me about it. And in the meantime, I'm going to be praying for you. And she would follow up. Like, you can't just say it and not do it. But there's nothing more convicting than the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that because the Holy Spirit has nothing but free time, you know, right. and he'll just pick on you and pick on you and pick on you, and, and eventually you just you want to tell the truth. <laughs> you mean encourage you, encourage you, and encourage you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good word. That's a, probably a, a more Christian word. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, um, man, that's funny. Your mom used that on you. <laughs> Wow. And, but you're right. I mean, I'm going to be praying for you. And immediately you're thinking about it like, oh, okay, God knows. And it's in there. And then conviction starts. Mm-hmm. And 
Holy Spirit is just working away on you. Um, wow. Well, do you do you have any closing thoughts on this uh, on this topic for us today, Isaac? Um, you know, no. I just think that again, if, if we're really saying at the end of the day, I want somebody's respect more than anything else. And I'll give you a, just a funny story. I guess it's it's funny from a different perspective. If to, I guess depending on who you are, but I had a couple, uh, not not Christians necessarily, but he when they got married, he told her he was going to not give up going to strip clubs. Um, and she, I don't think she believed him, but but she said okay. And um, and then they they were married for a while, and, and this I saw them years later. And, um, you know, and he, I said, is, is he still doing it? She says, yeah, he goes, he gets the brochure. When he goes, he brings it home. He tells me what he did, where he was, how much money he spent. She goes, everything is all out in the open. And I said, how do you deal with that? And she goes, I don't like it. I'll be honest. And I've told him how I feel about it, but I do respect him. And that's why I, I'm still with him. And, and so that, that just stuck with me. It's just like, wow, you know, even though she really disagrees with the behavior, the fact that he's upfront about it and honest. And we say this to people all the time. It's like, oh, I didn't like that, but thanks for being honest with me. So yeah. I just think the closing thought is, is, is a lot of times when I, when I catch myself wanting to lie, I go back to, I want somebody's respect more than anything else. I want my wife to respect me, my kids to respect me, my friends. So I would rather be embarrassed in the moment. I would rather be on the spot a little bit for the short run, but gain their respect than get away with it and not have their respect. Yep. That's a good word. That's a good word. Uh, you know, and um, the scripture calls us to holiness, right? And, and, and putting down mm-hmm. deceit for sure. And so, um, boy, I hope that's an encouraging word to you. And uh, if maybe that's an issue that you deal with. Um, which, which I, I know certainly all of us do. We've all, you know, sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So um, hopefully honesty, integrity is at the upright front, and that is certainly the best witness uh, to others as we live our lives for Jesus in our communities. And so I hope this has been encouraging to you. Um, next time, I think we're going to talk about believers and using social media. It's certainly a, a big topic for right now and it's certainly a, a place where uh, we can – be a witness to our community and stand out for Jesus, we can also get in lots of trouble there. So how do we Mm -hmm. navigate media as believers? That'll be our next show topic. We hope you enjoyed today. This has been Pat Lynn and Isaac Johnson. Be blessed.